Hello, Play for Eco Warriors, and welcome to the fourth episode of Climate for Fun, the podcast that turns climate change into a laughing matter. Here is Antonio Salituro, climate scientist, writer, and comedian. I'm thrilled to have Jessica Bode with me today. Jessica is a content manager in the climate space and the Notion ambassador. Welcome, Jessica, and thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Ready to laugh at climate change? I hope so. If you're ready, I'm ready. We'll see. Okay, cool. Let, let's crack on then. We'll go through some questions and uh, we'll, we'll take yep. it from there. If you're happy with that. So first question, cool. when did you first become interested in climate change? Well, do you want the short version of the long version? Because I have two ready. It depends. Well, it depends on funny, what you want. If it's funny, go for it. <laughs> Well, I would, let's do the medium version because I don't, you know, I would say that I ultimately did not pay attention or care about the planet at all until, until probably my mid twenties. I didn't think about it. I was just stuck in my own little bubble and it's embarrassing to say now. Right. Um, but it, you know, it happens. I don't know. Hindsight's 2020. We say that in America. Um, (laughs) But I was in I was in Porto, Portugal, uh, traveling with a friend, and nice. we were on the beach. And I cut my foot on a piece of plastic that was sticking oh, up wow. from the sand. And well, first of all, I was pissed because it hurt. And then secondly, yeah. I realized as I looked around the beach that it was completely littered with trash. There was trash wow. everywhere, and it was this beautiful beach. We were going to this this um chapel that was like a hidden gem in porto or at least i think it's a hidden gem and i just i completely lost my mind i didn't understand and could not wrap my mind around how a place so beautiful could be treated with such disrespect and so you know all the people in my life who know me very well i go off on these just tangents and then i get obsessed and passionate about something and then i just bulldog my way through it and so from that moment on I changed my life completely. Um, and so I got home and I, you know, my ex-boyfriend at the time was like, we have to, we have to change everything. We have to stop yeah. using plastic. And, yeah. you know, I even, you know, I even changed careers. I was working well, in HR and, cool. um, and so, yes, that's kind of the medium version of it. Um, okay. So a piece of plastic sticking out of the sand on a beach in Porto, Portugal. Is the reason. Yeah. And my that. foot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, fair enough. You know, it, it was a revelation, you know, a moment where, you know. Uh, yeah, I like how you, let's call it a revelation. I like okay, that. Okay, okay, cool. So, uh, well, you were talking about change of career, but now I know that you're a content manager in the climate space. Yes. So uh, I guess, you know, people are drowning in too much information already. So uh, <laughs> my question, my tricky question, I guess, <laughs> is how do you create content that sticks out of this digital mess and empower people to, to do something about climate change? <laughs> right. Um, I think my joke back to that is how can you have too much information, right? Well, um, <laughs> just yeah. kidding. I think it's, <laughs> I, I think it's one of those things that's having, uh, you can't have too much factual and credible information, right? And I think that's, yeah. That's ultimately what I focus on. Um, yeah. And I and I think you and all of us within the climate change space or who understand the science of climate change yeah. know the complexity and interconnectivity of climate change. It's an yeah. evolving science. There are things that we're going to find out in 100 years that we didn't yeah. know today. 
Um, And so my, and you know, maybe I'm a nerd and maybe I think the (laughs) science of climate change is just a beautiful thing, but my personal style of writing is pretty quirky. And so I try to take the complexity that is climate change and I turn it to content that's relatable and maybe even funny, right? Um, And so I think we all need just in general, a story. Humans like stories. And we also like to read things that make us feel good and relatable. Um, And I think, you know, right now, a lot of the science and a lot of the content that's being pumped out in the world is negative and scary. Um, And so people are very apprehensive to even take climate action, because number one, is it true? I don't know how to do it. This feels really complicated. And so what I try to do is just make everything as easy and as fun and accessible as possible. Is it working? I don't know. We just started, but you know, we're trying and it seems to be slowly maybe working. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's, that's the way to go. That's definitely the way to go. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, you're doing the same thing, yeah, right? Basically, you're, you're yeah, basically, yeah. We are, we are colleagues, podcast. let's say. We, I can call you colleagues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah 100%. Yeah. It would okay. be an honor. I would love to be your colleague. Well, I mean, you are. You are. You definitely are. I mean. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So, well, all right. So, let, let's get into some details about you, your work, and anything, your, your studies, actually. Let's start from there. Because yeah, I, I, sure. I read your master's degree thesis, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many people did it, but hopefully, hopefully many. Probably, <laughs> maybe my mom. I think my mom. Did it. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. You know, moms are always good yeah. at, doing, at yeah. giving feedback. You know, on thesis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She loves me so much. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to read a piece, you know, a master thesis, you, you need, you need, you ask. Right. Okay, so uh, exactly. yeah, I was interested about you know mobile application. You're talking about mobile applic- how mobile application can you know yeah. go an app for everything. So there is an app. Well, you talk about an app that can boost people climate action by giving them mm-hmm. cash rewards. So my first yeah. question, top of my mind, is can I take part in your next experiment? <laughs> to get my cash. One hundred percent. I would good. say. I, you know, I, I think, and I feel very passionate about making, like I said, you know, it's not only just creating content that is accessible, but, you know, paying people to, you know, can I say a bad word on this podcast? Am I allowed to say yeah, words? Yeah, no? Right. Okay. Right. So it's, you know, it's getting people to do the shit, right? Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. um, how, you know, and how can we get people to do the things? Um, yeah, and, yeah. And so I think the goal of my thesis when I first started and uh, was, okay, what can we do? How can we experiment and hypothesize different ways to get people to do shit, right? Yeah, and so no, one thing, me. yeah, and one thing is, hey, what if we paid people or what if we incentivize climate action, right? And so, yeah. yes, 100%, and I'm going to send you a message when we when we roll out our next pilot and we're going to yeah. pay you to plant a tree or start a compost. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. So <laughs> um, I'm up for it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm stoked. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things like, yeah, we have to figure out a way to find some happy medium to make anything climate change related accessible. And if it's paying people, yeah. then I think we should start paying yeah. people. It's part of climate <laughs> finance, you know, it's, it's just, you know, under the umbrella, I guess. 
So, right? Yeah, I mean, so okay, rather than paying people, which I think it works, uh, and yeah. yeah. So another key factor for, for engaging people was that the app was showing them the evidence of their impact, you know, their individual impact. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the proof. Mm -hmm. So though uh, I came across many people saying that individual action, you know, doesn't make any difference, you know, it doesn't matter, whatever. What would you say to those people? Without, you yeah. know, without swearing at them, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I might just be like, well, what if we pay you to do the shit and see if they yeah. and see if they will do that? Um, yeah. You know, I've had many conversations with people yeah. who feel that way. And, I, you know, I was listening to a podcast called Ologies, and I don't know if it's like a competition with you, but it's a really oh, good no, podcast. You should definitely I, check I, it out. I wasn't aware, um, but well, I'll check it out. Yeah, okay. I'm sure. Google I'm open, I'm really open to others. Yeah. yeah. If you like to learn things, it's a great podcast. Um, okay. But Dr. Johnson, she's she's a climate scientist. She's written a book, and she she yeah. came up with this Venn diagram. And I'm, I'm sure you know her. She's awesome. Um, she mentioned that statistically we contribute zero point, and I'm not going to go through all these numbers. It's nine <laughs> zeros, and then a three okay. percent of average CO2 emissions. Okay. So okay. basically, what that's telling us is. Our individual actions, the way we live every day, doesn't actually contribute that much to greenhouse gas emissions. Okay. And so, okay, let's, let's like, so if we're going to see that kind of statistic, then I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> but, you know, but, summing up all those percentages, yeah. though, you know, it's, a, it's, it's the scale-up function, the scale-up, you know, the scale-up right. function is, yeah. is important, isn't it? We had 8 million, yeah, eight, yeah, eight billion, well, is it? Uh, yeah, I think it. Oh my gosh, I don't know. It's like enough, though. Like enough yeah, people. Um, and I think that's the right. And I think that's kind of the you know. And that's a one statistic that's being siloed, right? So you know, I don't want to make the mistake of just honing in on one thing and taking it out of context. But I think that you know, the one thing that I say to people is, mm -hmm. are you know, if you don't think your individual matter, if if you don't think your individual actions matter, and even if that number is ridiculously low, it, taking any sort of action that isn't harming the planet is actually making it that much better. It's like, yeah. if you That's stop true. eating meat, or if you just start composting, it's just like, oh, well, what is it hurting? Nothing. Yeah. It's actually just making your individual situation better in that moment. And yeah. I have a hard time finding someone who's willing to argue with me unless they're being really stubborn. Cool. Based in California, you, you probably know that Los Angeles is the most climate vulnerable city in the U.S. Does that mm. mean they'll soon change the Hollywood sign to holy crap? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I have, I have not heard of holy crap, and I'm honestly loving it. Uh, I think I'm just going to mm. start saying it for fun. Um, yeah. So if I'm allowed to, I'm going to steal that from you. Um, <laughs> thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, you know, California and LA specifically have a very weird relationship with water, especially, I mean, historically LA, I mean, the, that whole water line was man-made, right? Right. Um, I live in Montecito, California, and we recently just got hit hard with some heavy rain. And all I could think about was how we need to take all of this water and redirect it for those inevitable drought days. I mean, right now we had rainwater in, in LA, especially, and we have rainwater that's just like spilling out into the oceans instead of redirecting it in an efficient uh, and, you know, quite frankly, logical way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a, <laughs> again, one of those really interesting discussions, seeming, a seemingly simple solution. And yet, 
we can't just make any progress there. So there's a really interesting documentary. And now that I'm starting to talk about it, I've forgotten it because that's what happens. Okay. Um, but it, it's, it's called, I don't remember, honestly, I just watched it, but it's talking about LA's relationship with water and it's really nice. beautifully made. Um, okay. If I remember it later, because that's what's going to happen now that we're on a podcast and I'm trying to talk about something and then I forget, I'll send it to you and then yeah. you know, well, I'll, I'll, I'll post it. it so on my social media, please. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah four yeah, hours later. <laughs> well, cool. you know, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, but it's crazy because you know over there you switch from being you know being parched by a three-year-long drought to a bomb cyclone, you know, in a couple of hours. That's crazy. Yeah, it, it, it mm-hmm. would be good to manage better, you know, to, to reuse the storm water, for example. Uh, I don't know if, you, if you're aware of that. Yeah. To capture storm water, yeah, it's totally underground. Which right. Is, you know, uh, right. Uh, well, cisterns, rain barrels. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, basically, you can reuse it whenever it's needed, which is always, basically, because <laughs> you have long, right. long drought exactly. here, there. Um, but you know, I, I know uh, I yeah. the state of California should be should do this quickly because Mexican drug cartels are onto it. I mean, they already dived into the water supply business. Uh, I don't know if you heard about, but funny enough, a, a sci-fi writer from Colorado predicted that in his visionary novel eight years ago. Uh, have you have you ever heard about the water knife? I haven't read it, um, okay. but. It seems like an interesting title. I have to check it out. Yeah. No, it's crazy. This guy just, you know, predicted the future, essentially. So he, they were, he was talking about, well, it's a fiction book, yeah, of course. But he was talking about, actually, California and other states, you know, rivals in this war of water, essentially. So, Jess, speaking of water, you are a surfer and an ocean ambassador. So, first of all, well done. I couldn't even stand on a paddleboard <laughs> in the lake, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I'm just curious, what, what does an ocean ambassador do in terms of climate action or in general? Yeah, well, first of all, I'm a terrible surfer, so don't get your hopes up <laughs> in thinking that I'm like a really good surfer. I'm actually oh, really well, terrible. Better than me, for but sure. I, yeah, <laughs> but I have grown to love it so much, and um, it's basically taken over my life, and I think a big part of that is my love for the ocean um and so you know i started being an ocean ambassador years ago uh before i even took up surfing and you know honestly i'm a terrible surfer and also maybe a pretty terrible ocean ambassador (laughs) um but ultimately being an ocean ambassador and what i try to do is advocate educate and clean the oceans as much as i can um so ideally it's trying to you know get people to understand the vitality of our oceans how oceans affect our climate um, and how absolutely beautiful and incredible our oceans are and so being an ocean ambassador and being a surfer and also living next to the ocean it's everything about my life it's what i live it's what i breathe every single day so that's ultimately what that's supposed to mean if i do a really good job i don't know but i try Yeah, that sounds exciting about your ocean ambassador work. Actually, I should do it myself, but I've never been to the ocean, so yeah. 
Now, I should I should start Wait. first, you know. Actually, Wait. <laughs> what you've actually, never been in the ocean? Actually, let me think. I've been once in Cornwall, so technically I saw the ocean. I didn't touch the water, you know. <laughs> I did, I was I've never been inside the ocean. That's for sure. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I need I need we to have catch up. So yeah. much to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I need to catch up. <laughs> okay, you are cool. in so, for a treat. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, okay, I will try. I will try. So, I mean, talking okay, about the ocean, so I don't know much, but something about corals, I do know. So, according to a study from 2021, 14% of the world coral reefs died of bleaching. Uh, I don't know if you heard about it, but so uh, and, and no, it, it, we're not talking about corals. Corals didn't kill themselves by drinking bleach. That's one. That's not what I meant. <laughs> Just you know, for whoever is listening now. But put simply, <laughs> corals are being burned by the increasing water temperature driven by global warming. That's very bad news. I mean, no corals, mm-hmm. no seafood, and stuff like that. You know, so. Thankfully, people like you, Jessica, are working hard to make corals great again, you know, like a new a new <laughs> motto. So can you share anything about the reef restoration project you got involved with? Yeah, well, first of all, coral are way too smart to drink bleach. We do not deserve <laughs> them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I love the fact that you bring up coral because... That is what most people think about when they when it comes to ocean preservation and restoration. I mean, they're beautiful. I totally get it. But actually, fun fact, I don't know if you get if you know this, but the majority of the bottom of the ocean is actually mud, not coral. Uh, we see these beautiful oh. documentaries that are about coral, but coral is a very small part of the ocean. The majority yeah. of the ocean's mud. Um, and okay. so what is amazing about this um, organization, this nonprofit that I'm working with called the Fish Reef Project, is that we're actually creating life with biogenic reefs. Okay. And a biogenic reef, and you know, these, it's called the sea cave, and it's deceptively simple. But Chris, the founder of Fish Reef Project, has spent over a decade mastering the science and patenting the perfect. Um, it, Again, I'm oversimplifying it, but it's, yeah, a, it's yeah, sure. a dome that is, it has the perfect pH level that is what, you know, again, in overly simple terms, a cement block that is deployed at the bottom of the ocean um, and has actually been proven to generate life from nothing. And even after a day, you start to see life thriving marine ecosystems after even a day. And after an entire year, these sea caves have been shown to become home and breeding and feeding grounds for large numbers of marine animals like turtles, fish, lobster, abalone, scallops, marine algae, coral, and 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 much more. That's amazing, to be honest. This project is crazy. It's crazy good, to be honest. And basically, it's a, it's a sort of Aladdin cave to me, it's, except we don't even need to rub a magic lamp to make all these beautiful creatures appear, right? <laughs> That's so true. I think I'm going to tell tell Chris that maybe these sea caves are basically Aladdin's magic lamp. That's incredible. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. I think these sea caves really are magic. And, you know, quite frankly, I'm going to be that person and say that 
science is magic, isn't it? So like, yeah, it is. Spend... It is. It, it's a kind yeah. of magic. Yeah, it's a kind of magic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you spend ten years, you know, doing R and D and perfecting the perfect concoction of you know cement and making sure that the pH levels are balanced with the the perfect grooves to ensure that all sorts of sea life and kelp can attach to basically what is Aladdin's lamp at the bottom of the ocean. 100% <laughs> it's magic. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely incredible. We might come up with an idea with a new movie, you know, Aladdin, you know, <laughs> Aladdin Corals yes. or something. You know? <laughs> I think, you know, honestly, I think we really need to get the ball rolling on this. Yeah, like, why not? Why not? Right I, I can script <laughs> it. I'm, up, I'm, I'm happy to script it. So, well, we can script it together, I guess. Okay, yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> Let's okay. talk about this offline. <laughs> yeah, okay, before, before, you know, to finance the movie, I mean, I think it would be good to, you know, to, to tell us, I mean, to tell people who are listening, how can can support this fish river project, you know, fish river yeah. project, sorry. I mean, is there any yeah. way they, they can support it? Well, 100%. And I'm just going to, you know, rip the bandaid off and say it's a nonprofit. So we need yeah. money. Yeah, of course, of <laughs> course. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. I mean, makes uh, sense. Yes, absolutely. You know, one of the things that Chris has done a really great job is, is building the foundation and proving the science. And it's just okay. constant need of funds. Right. You know, see, the whole process is kind of expensive. Uh, hey, you know, well, so right yes. now, yeah. So I mean, good, good science to... is expensive. Good, yeah. You know, <laughs> that is exactly true, right? Yeah. So yeah. you know, it's it's the whole process of getting the sea caves out into <clears throat> the water, deploying them. You know, so we have a couple of fundraisers. One of which is a Baja fundraiser that we're trying to collect one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for wow. down in Mexico. That's yeah, good. it's a big one. Um, but then just in general, you know, there's going to be some upcom upcoming travel potentially to some conferences to the United Nations in July. Um, okay. And so hopefully that's something I can be a part of. Yes, United right. Nations. I did say wow, that. Wow, <laughs> that's big. That's big. That's big. Big that's stuff. That's kind yeah. of exciting. Yeah. Cool. yeah um, so wow. long story short, we need money. So yeah. if, you know, you have like, you know, $150,000 just laying around, we're not going to okay. say no to that. So well, just think about it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but is there any sort of channel <laughs> that people can use? I mean, the platform or the website, the, the Fish Reef Project website, you, you can, you know, the pay, I mean, uh, donate directly on the website or how does it work? I mean, yeah, good question. So, yeah, you yeah. can go to fishreefproject.org okay. and donate yeah. there. Okay. The GoFundMe for the Baja fundraiser is actually right. GoFundMe.com, and I can send you both of those links. Yeah, then, yeah. You know, we, we have some. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just saying that we will put them, the, those links in the episode description, you know, so people can Perfect. find them there. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Yeah, that yeah, would be such a big help. Cool, cool. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, cool. Uh, that's pretty clear about the donation bit. Uh, so, well, we can go ahead with the next part of the podcast, which, well, still kind of questions. Um, so, if you could tell me one thing about climate change that makes you laugh, what would it be? <laughs> yeah, well, the fact that there are people in the world that believe that cow farts are the only contributor to climate change. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Can't. I just can't. I don't know. Every time I've had a conversation with people about that. And I mean, yes, methane is real. 
yes, cow farts are methane. <laughs> and I don't know if it's maybe just like the fact that farts make me laugh, but that that whole conversation is just ridiculous. To me. So that's definitely my answer. <laughs> yeah, well, I can tell. Yeah, it's it's a bit weird. Yeah. Right. It's yeah, that's true. That's true. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> and what about one thing people can do to fight climate? Well, sorry, one fun thing people can do to fight climate change. So something happy, you know, like. Yeah, this is a tough question. I feel <laughs> like I spend so much time trying to make climate change accessible, and yet I can't come up with a good answer. Maybe listen to your podcast. Oh That's wow! Okay, so kind of you. Can do. <laughs> so kind of you. <laughs> you know, of I would say I'd say one fun thing, honestly, just spend time in nature. Oh, that sounds yeah. so cliche. I sound yeah. like a freaking fortune cookie, <laughs> but you know, uh, being out on the ocean all the time, being a surfer, it's you get that true appreciation and you understand the beauty and vitality of of our natural ecosystems. Okay. So go enjoy nature, breathe some fresh air. So you it's, know, it's a, it's a sublinary message for me to go and to go to the ocean, you know, as soon as possible. Yeah, because I've never been to the ocean. You, you remember, yeah? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's like I can't wrap my head around that. That's <laughs> like, 100% go to I, the ocean. You know, I I I apologize for that. You know, I know I'm guilty of this. So yeah, this is very bad. <laughs> there is nothing to apologize for, but I will say. <laughs> Everybody who spends time in or around the ocean can attest to the fact that it turns your body into a natural pharmacy. Like it's oh, wow. just, it, it really is. It's the most incredible thing. You get that magnesium wow. bath, but then if you're out in the water okay. and you're surfing, I mean, it just releases all of these happy chemicals oh, in your yeah. brain. So it's just, okay. you know what? One fun thing people can do to fight, fight climate change, just to yeah. surf. Long yeah, surf well, surf. I guess, yeah, <laughs> makes sense, makes sense. We'll come back to the surfing bit anyway. But yeah, and, and I've never thought about the therapeutic effect of, uh, you know, of ocean. Yeah, so it's good. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, well, that, the next section is stand up for the planet. I know you're not a stand up comedian, but I'll ask <laughs> you to come up with a joke, any joke, really, that can make you, makes you laugh. You know, it doesn't have to be crazy funny but go for it <laughs> sure well like i kind of want to be a stand-up comedian so maybe we should oh, well. talk about that later. oh that's yeah. cool I, I didn't know that <laughs> no, okay that's no. nice no i'm just kidding i think oh, i'm right. too awkward <laughs> to be a stand-up comedian <laughs> <laughs> um okay what would be my joke i think it's a little lame but oh, how wow. can you tell the ocean is friendly it waves <laughs> oh my god that's crazy yeah that's good that's, that's so good that, that's stupid. actually quite good to be honest that's actually quite good <laughs> I, ne I never you know i, ne I couldn't never come come up with that to be honest but, yeah. <laughs> honestly good, good. i think i got that from my dad i think he all said right that to me okay. a really long time ago. <laughs> your dad used to be a comedian or no no he's just a dad he tells okay. me dad jokes okay dad, dad jokes are always good isn't it <laughs> they're ridiculous yeah <laughs> okay so it's quiz time now are you ready for this yeah i guess okay yeah so we were talking about surfing yeah so mm -hmm. uh right we're gonna give you three questions and for each question you got three potential answers so you know you, you can go for one okay. um so the first question is what does the annual carbon footprint of a surfer correspond to? And I'll give you three options. Driving a gasoline car for around 25,000 miles. Option B, riding a shark 
for around 25,000 miles. <laughs> option, three, option three is driving a gasoline boat for around 25,000 miles. Hmm. Tricky one. Yeah, I'm going to pick option B because I love sharks. <laughs> That's the funny one, but not the correct one, unfortunately. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, it's fine. It's good. It's good. Okay, you still okay. got two questions. Yeah? <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, what is climateflation? Yeah. What is climateflation? A theme park, a theme park with inflatables educating children on climate change. Then the impact of climate change on the price of food, energy, and other goods or a new word coined by climate deniers to say scientists are exaggerating about global warming. <laughs> uh, I want to pick the funny one. Can Which I just one? pick all the funny ones? The well, the up to you, ones. up to you. It's, you know. okay. <laughs> just because this is a climate change podcast, I'm going to pick the inflatable ones at the theme park, which I think is A. Okay, a team park with inflatable education. That would be nice, but it's not, unfortunately. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. it's the funniest one, yeah, to me as well. So, <laughs> yeah, you, you are actually the first in the chart of the funny uh, competitors, yeah. <laughs> that leads okay. it to me. <laughs> yeah, okay, the, the last one, yeah, the last one, you can, you can mm -hmm. get even better. Than... So, what can wind turbines be recycled into? So, A, gummy bears. B, <laughs> B, windscreens, <coughs> sorry, C, kites. Sure. Well, um, you know, just to stay consistent, I think I've really thought about this. And after careful consideration, I think that they should be turned into gummy bears. <laughs> and you are right this time. You are both. both Am I really? That's yeah, yeah, true. yeah. No, seriously, seriously, seriously. I, I'll share, you know, I'll share you with you the link with the article. But yeah, basically, recently some scientists were uh, suggesting a way to recycle uh, wind turbine blades and crushing them into well, basically some compounds, some polymer that you can use it with to to make gummy bears and God knows what else. I can't remember, but yeah, gummy bears was one of the products you can get out of it. I, 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 you know, I swear, <laughs> I'll share that with you the terrifying. Yeah, well, I mean, it's all right. I mean, it's a biopolymer, so it's nothing, you know, like, sure. uh, not really. I mean, it's edible, edible, yeah. Yeah, I have yeah. a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can, we can, I can probably invite the, all, you know, the, the, the paper guy, you know, the engineer or whoever did it on the podcast. So you know, he can explain a bit better what was going to happen here. <laughs> Okay, sounds good. Yeah, it sounds a bit weird, yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I actually picked that one just for fun. So. <laughs> yeah. So we, you go well. You go one correct answer out of three, nice. but three yep. out of three in terms of fun. So yeah, great, you are great. you are the fun winner, really. Yes, I love that. Do I get a prize or no? Yeah, I'll, I'll have to think about it. So yeah, okay, I'll, cool. possibly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll love let it. you know about that. Okay, so well uh, that's the end of the, this climate for fun episode uh, just thank you so much for your fun contribution yeah and, uh, yeah and of course thanks to whoever tuned in today and next episode will be in a month as usual in the meantime remember to fight climate change one laugh at a time ciao